Bam, we're live. Where's my guest? Alexis Raptus, Jorge Fernandez. Oh, there he is, Blake Builder. There he is. There he is. What's up, dude? Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good to see you. Good to be seen. How is everything? Uh, sorry, say that again. You broke up a little bit. Uh, can you hear me now? Perfect. Awesome. I said good to be seen. Yeah. How are totally. you? I'm awesome, dude. Living the dream. Um, stoked to have you here. Stoked to meet you. Um, I'm excited to get to know you today. The feeling's mutual. I was nervous. I thought you were going to be in a car driving around town. I watched a lot of uh, a lot of your interviews. And the last one I watched yesterday, you were cruising around in a car. I was like, no, please be stationary. Please be stationary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like uh that's like my go to is to be uh is to be to be on the phone and uh and and, and doing the and just on the on the phone while I'm driving, you know? Yeah. Hey, and sometimes you gotta do that just with the um complex, uh busy lifestyle and schedule. Oh yeah, that's 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 for sure. I don't know for me like uh, even Tuesdays, Thursdays, that's why Wednesday was just perfect because Tuesdays, Thursdays, I'm like on the road, literally five thirty in the morning till like 10 at night. It's crazy. Are you looking, uh, going to certain places to train. Yeah. So five thirty in the morning, I, I wake up and then I'm out the door by six, um, to get to LA Muay Thai. And I train out there with, uh, uh, former four-time world champion uh, Chris Coley. And, and when you say LA, where where are you referencing? You're not referencing Los Angeles, are you? Yeah. Oh, yep. you are. Okay. Yep. You're Over in, in uh, Montebello area. Okay, you're in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm in Orange County. Okay. Yeah. Are you Are you born and uh, raised in California? No, no, no. I was born and raised in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay. Yep. Um, I would like to start at the beginning, but I did see something really fun yesterday on the um, internet. This looks wild. Uh, it looks like TMZ. I don't know if this was TMZ or who came out to see you, but it says this is a crazy headline too. It says uh, <laughs> it says UFC's Blake uh, Builder beats up normies in wild stunt. Um, can you, yeah. <laughs> so, so for people who don't know, um, uh, Blake's eight no is an amateur, uh, eight and one as a professional fighter. Uh, he's no joke. A lot of, uh, a lot of people believe in Blake, a uh, very dangerous man. And yet these guys, this wasn't one guy. This, this is a great video, by the way. It's just a whole slew of dudes taking shots from you. Yeah, it was funny. So, uh, my buddy, Adrian Verdolt, who uh, is at the front right there in the black shirt, he uh he used to do videos for the Nelk boys. Okay. And they bought him like a car and everything. Well, he uh he wanted to venture off and do his own thing and he invited all these guys who were actually his roommates, which like I can't, I have no idea how he does that. But these are his roommates and he was like, "Hey, my roommates they're like a rendition of Jackass and they want to come and do like all the craziest things he's like so this he's like so i'm gonna say that they're going out to eat that we're gonna go grab uh lunch but really 
uh, I'm going to have uh, five of these guys do one three-minute round with you and see how long they can last. Three uh, minutes is a long time for just a regular person. Three minutes is a long time for a regular person. The longest any of those guys lasted was a minute and 47 seconds. Wow. Okay. And it, it's funny because all of them got finished within like four seconds of each other. So if the longest one was 147, it was like, you know, 142, yeah, it was 145. Yeah, 143, 145, uh, 147, and, and I think it was 145. It was like all like exactly at the same time. There was one guy that only lasts. I mean, I know it's an edit, but there was one guy that looks like he only lasts like three seconds. Yeah, he lasted. Yeah, maybe three seconds, and that was twice. I knocked. I knocked that guy out twice, uh, and and then he wanted. And then, I mean, this guy was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Were you like, what's going on? Were you? Did you feel bad for a second? Like, oh yeah, I felt. I felt. I felt bad after after the after the first guy. And then the second guy, uh, but the first guy was like swinging on me. So, and I, I had just gotten done sparring five, five minute rounds. And I was like, all right, I have, I have four guys. I was like, I have like four or five guys that I have to spar in a row. And I was like, I was like, okay, I better, I better conserve my energy a little bit. So the first guy comes up, he's like six, four and uh doesn't know what he's doing but he's swinging for the hills and uh and uh i i crack him i i I try not to go too hard to the face uh but uh but but go hard shots you know so i was like touching him up a little bit to the face and boom hit him hit him with a liver shot and uh put him down uh wrestled him a little bit right there and uh yeah you know just touch just moving around with them and uh and then i hit him to the liver they're like oh he's he's had liver flunch so i hit him with that liver shot and he was done after that and then uh the second guy uh the second guy i i started going a a little bit a little bit harder on but we're we're messing around you know throwing spinning punches right there uh he, he I, I busted his nose a little bit yeah, and and I started feeling bad, you know. I was like, I was like, all right. I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm, I'm busting these guys up pretty bad, you know. Like and I you're and you're basically at this point, especially after that sparring, you're seeing, you're seeing everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially after, especially after the uh, the 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 sparring, I just went with a, a guy who fought for. Uh, uh, a title for first bar star as an amateur, my buddy Quest. He came up short, but it was a good fight. It was close, and, he, and nobody got finished. It was a decision. Hey, you know how like um you'll hear um uh professional baseball players shouldn't swing a wiffle ball bat. It'll or, or play wiffle ball. It'll throw their timing off. Is there anything like that for you? It's like, hey, you should not be in the ring with people who are so shitty because it could throw your timing off. Uh, yeah, you know, like, uh, I've definitely like my, 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 my coach, my coach flame was like, yeah, he's like, I don't think it's good for us, uh, like to, to, to spar with guys that are not at our level, you know, it's disrespectful to the sport, but also, you know, it's like, uh, I was just thinking it would throw your timing off. I mean, shit, everyone kind of wants, 
Go ahead. Yeah, you know, it's it, it, it it's it's you know, I don't know. It's it's like it's like Jake Paul and and Logan Paul doing exhibition matches with like Floyd Mayweather and and uh, Nate Diaz and and people like that. You know, it's like that's 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 the way I, that's the way I see it. You know, it's like for 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 me, it's just like it's it's fun and games. And then uh, if you have newer guys, you know. Uh, as a professional, you know, you can always work on your defense more. I mean, obviously, like, with these guys, you know, they're in there to – we're in there to put on a show and and and, and, and kind of get crazy with it, you know. So the third guy – the third guy, they, they didn't even really show. I, 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 didn't, I didn't hit him to the face pretty much at, at all. Uh, I just dropped him with a body shot uh, because I was like, oh, no. I was like, yeah, you kill me. I was like, this is, I, I'm, I'm starting to feel bad here. Like, I have, I have a conscious, you know. <laughs> and uh, the fourth guy, fourth guy was crazy. Knocked him out. He woke up, and he's like, one more go. He's like, he's like, that was nothing. And I was like, are you sure? And everybody in my gym is like, dude, don't do it. He's had enough. And uh, and <laughs> and I, I knock him out again. Yeah, this guy's this guy's gangster. I knock him out the second time. Then he wanted to grapple, so we start grappling. I get him in a von flu choke, put him out cold. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Out. Then he gets up. And he goes. He goes. I almost had you. He goes one more. And so that's why we're all looking at each other like, dude, what is wrong with you? And so I and so I. I like he it how he taps, but he, he still like, has to be. He still has to be <laughs> yeah. put to sleep. Yeah, and he came back to consciousness like twenty, like twenty seconds later. Anyone get ruffled? Anyone get ruffled? Anyone like pissed? Uh, no, no, no. They were, they were all, they were all really cool. They were all really cool. Yeah, and then. Uh, I think one of the guys at my at my at my church actually works for TMZ Sports, and he knows Adrian, and he's like, "Yo, I saw the video that you and Adrian did." Um, he's like, I, "I work with TMZ." He's like, "I'd like to get an article going." He's like, uh, "We'll we'll think of something," and uh, that's the last time I had talked to him, and so maybe they talked him and Adrian, and and they came up with something. And that was it. But yeah, next thing you know, I got a news article and I got like my mom and my grandma and a bunch of friends back home sending me sending me the article and it's it's just it's just fun. It's just funny, you know. I love this stuff. It's it, it, it makes it makes it it makes it more exciting. Hey, what do you think about Keith Thurman and, and Clarissa Shield? Do you think he's crazy for getting in the ring with her? Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a, that's a good idea. Any guys with girls, like that's the, that's the big hangup with like transgender fighters, uh, fighting women. That's, I, I, I have a problem with it. It's like if you're transgender, fight a transgender or or whatnot, and uh, and uh, and there's actually some people in that community that would get mad, but it's like, 
I just don't see any women stepping up to fight Khabib. Right, 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 right. And th uh, Thurman's no joke. It's not like he's okay or he's average or he's good. He's a fucking great fighter. World class. Yeah. Keith Thurman is world class. Yeah. And he will and he will run through Clarissa Shields. Right, right. Like run you through. like you ran through those dudes. Yeah, like just like that. And 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 that's 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 the difference. That's the difference. There, it's not close. Like people, people have no idea. And I, I, um, you know, I say like if you're if you're doing sports, like I was watching um, the the first um, hole in one on a par four from a from a girl in uh, on the LPGA was in like 2016 or 2017. Can't remember, but that's the first one. You know, and it's just it's just different. The power levels, um, the build is different. I don't care if you manipulate your testosterone to whatever degree. Um, there's different in skeletal muscle mass, and and there's just there's just a difference. And you wouldn't have to manipulate it if it, if it wasn't different, right? Uh, dude, but yeah, I I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. I. Yeah. I, I even will take it as far as like I'm okay with women in men's bathrooms. Men should never go into women's bathrooms. We are different creatures. There's a reason why yeah. prisons are full of men. There's a reason why we rob all the banks. There's a reason why we're always caught jacking off in public. I mean, we're different. Yeah. We're we're not we're not a. Uh, we need different rules. It's the reason why our insurance is more. We're different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We have some different agendas. Yeah, two different agendas, and, yeah. and Clarissa Clarissa Shields, great boxer. My hat's off to her. She's she's excellent. She's very good at what she does. But I could I could go in there and and beat Clarissa Shields. Oh well, you I'm, you I'm, you are a dangerous man, uh, Mister Builder. I'm I'm bold enough to to that you know. Oh well, she's a. Uh, Boxing world champion. Look, I won the I won the Golden Gloves twice. I won the Ringside Worlds. Um, I I could beat her. Hey, tell me you about know, tell I, me about what that means. I you you I'll hear that every once in a while. So and so is a Golden Gloves boxer. Can you tell me what that means? What does that mean? Yeah. So there's there's um, levels with the with the Golden Gloves. Like there's uh, I believe they have like the Junior Golden Gloves. They have the Silver Gloves. Silver Gloves is like uh silver gloves is for for youth uh under 18 and then uh the golden gloves is a is a tournament that's been around since like uh like it, it's probably like 90 years old right now um i won it in georgia in 2013 and what you do is you you qualify for it with the fight there was there wasn't enough fight, fights for a qualifier um, or actually, yeah, it was the qualifier was the first fight, but I got to buy my first fight in Georgia. Um, so, um, so you, you qualify for the golden gloves by fighting in the, in the, in the tournament. And then the first, the first fight that you fight in will be for, uh, will for, will be for the regional and then you'll, and then you'll fight, you'll fight for the regional and then, uh, and then you fight for the state. And when you win the state, then you go to then you go up to the next level. So for 
in Georgia, I didn't have enough fights and I wasn't open. I was, I was uh, considered novice. So that you, that's like typically zero to five fights or zero to eight fights. You are a novice, and then once they turn you open, then you can fight. You know, then you can fight guys. Zero to zero, novice, you're fighting guys with less than eight fights. Open, like my first open fight, I fought a ten-time national champion. 360 plus fights pull both wow fucking up away up away class at light heavyweight that was in, that was in that. 2013 also that was in 20 that was in 2017 that's the second time you won it that's the second that's the that's the second time i won it yep yep and you I fought a dude who had over 300 fights yeah pull both yep African fighter, and uh, he was uh, he was he was incredible. Ten time national champion at light heavyweight. So I, that no, that was in 2016 because I just won the ringside worlds at 2016. He had just won the Sugarbird Nationals at 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 in 2016, but I won it at middleweight, which is 165. He won it at light heavyweight, which is 178, and. Uh, and and they 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 turned me they turned me open, and uh, I him, and then they had me do another open fight, uh, and that was only two weeks after I won it, and I had won and I had just won an MMA fight. My boxing coach, the reason why I did it was I did an MMA fight. My coach wanted to see me out wrestle a wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. So I out wrestle a wrestler. I don't finish him on purpose. I just wanted to like just destroy this guy the whole fight so I could go pro. I was uh I was uh how old was I? I was 26 at the time and I'm like, "All right, you know, time to go pro." I turned to my coach after the fight. I go, I go, "Hey, what do you think?" I was like, "That guy wrestled his whole entire life." I was like, "I just annihilated him." "What do you think? Time to go pro?" He's like, eh, "Could have knocked the guy out." And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, you could have knocked the guy out. And that was for RFA. That was before they merged with uh, uh, Legacy to become LFA. And I was like, okay. So the next morning, I got up. I got up early and I started at this boxing gym called uh, Sir Boxing in St. Paul. And, uh, I, I, I did a, I did a class with him one-on-one and he was like, and he was like, Hey, he's like, Hey champ, he's like, you trying to find the ringside world tournament? I was like, I was like, yeah, it was like one of my, one of my boys back from, from back from Rice Street, he had his own gym. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm down. I was like, when is it? And he's like, it's a Tuesday. I'm like. I just fought yesterday. He's like, "Yeah, it's fine. You ain't got a mark on you." He's like, "You trying to do it?" I was like, "Could I get? Could I get my my? Because you get a USA Boxing book that has all your wins, losses, and draws in it." And I was like, "Could I get my book and get and get registered in time?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He's like, "He's like, we'll get it. We we'll get we'll get all that handled." I was like, "All right." So I fight Friday for RFA. I start up with him Saturday. We train Sunday, Monday. I get all my stuff registered and and dialed in on Monday. Tuesday, 
we're we're heading out there with the team Wednesday. We're getting settled in and training a little bit, and I I weigh in, I weigh in and fight Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Wow! And win and win the tournament Sunday. Wow! You fight four days in a row. You have to make weight every morning, and so I I just fought at fifty five. Uh, because the guy couldn't make weight um, for the fight, so I've I've I fought I fought at 155, so I was already at weight, already in good shape, and so I fought an MMA fight four day four or five days later. I fought four days in a row to win the ringside worlds in 2016, and then two weeks later I fought, I turned open and fought a t- uh, ten ten time national champion. I didn't even hear that. When uh when they were when they were naming off all his they were naming off like this accolade and that accolade, I was like Jesus, who they got me fighting against? This guy had like leopard print trunks, gladiator trunks, and and like either he was he was he was to this day one of the toughest fights I've ever had in my life. And so you uh, had six fights in like, like four, in four weeks. Yeah, yeah. Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six fights, yeah, including that one. Yeah, that's yep. that's crazy. Hey, when that when that happens to you in your career, does that change your com- your confidence too? You're like, well, shit. I guess I'm capable. Like it, it raises the ceiling for you of what you think you're capable of. Yeah, I went from <clears throat> I went from three and zero in boxing uh, to sixteen to twenty seventeen when I was. When I when I when I moved down here to turn pro for MMA, uh, I got I got I got eighteen fights. Or I'm sorry, not eighteen. I got seventeen fights in a year for boxing. Wow. Yeah, because my first loss, I was thirty three and all with all my combined records, which I was like super flexing on everybody about, because I was just like, all these because all these guys in Minnesota would talk shit. All these pros would talk shit to me. They're like, oh, you're this and that. You say that you say that you're this, you know, but you don't even have that many fights. I'm like, look, I'm just starting off. And I and I was kickboxing at first. So every time I'd every time I'd win, you know, especially out of state, you know, like I you know, all right, we just sent Nebraska home from the nationals. Like, all right, we just sent Little Rock, Arkansas home. We just sent Vegas home. We just sent you know, whatever, whatever state or country that they were from, you know, because of some of my boy Manny do it back in the day. And, uh, and, and so many people talked shit to me, man. And I just like, you know, because I, I guess I didn't have the accolades yet and have the fights yet, but I believed in myself. And I, and I said that I was going to be in the UFC. I said that I was going to be an undefeated fighter. I said that I would, I would take on whoever, you know, just give me time, you know? And, and, uh, my first loss actually ever was at nationals. And it was a split decision loss against the guy who went to the finals. I think he lost in the finals by split decision. Um, this, is this, uh, uh, black cat from Jordan, from no, from New Jersey. And uh, yeah, I was thirty three and zero going into going into that. I just sent uh, Omaha, Nebraska home uh, to start off the the national Golden Gloves tournament. So 
so you so I did a region I did a I did a, a regional qualifier. And so what what happened is I, I did a regional qualifier at light heavyweight. So I beat the I beat the 10 time national champion pool pool both. Uh, I had just turned open. They just turned me open. Um, and that was like that was like two, three weeks after I had beat uh, 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 the 10 time national champion pool. I fought uh, Leo Leo Model. And this this Mexican cat, he was a light heavyweight, so 178, and he was a three-time Upper Midwest Golden Glove champion. He had been in nationals three times and went to the finals like every year. Uh, really, really good fighter, and I and I and I beat him our first fight easily. He didn't even touch me. Like it was one of the easiest fights I've ever had. The speed difference was was out of this world. I was so nervous for that fight. But I beat him easily. Uh, he was the qualifier. I just no. I I beat an, another guy before before that. They they put me against like two weeks after the pool fight, and then I fought a month later. Yeah, because it was the winter time at that time. And so I bought. I I, I beat uh, Leo Medell. Leo Medell. That was his name. Leo Medell. Uh, I beat Leo Medell, three-time Upper Midwest Golden Glove champ at, at light heavyweight, uh, easily. That was the regional qualifier. And then I think in – it must have been like January or February. So and, the Golden Gloves isn't just one event. You don't just show up and win it. It's like qualify, there's some time, then another event, there's some time, and then there's a finals. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That, that's like that's how that's how some of them go you know some of them take it very serious but some of them some states they don't have enough people so sometimes you can just go to a golden gloves like tournament get signed up and 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 away you go you like know? a four-day event and you get it exactly exactly so so they had but they had a qualifier for for us because there was quite a few people in the in the middleweight light heavyweight division so um, I've, I was fighting people at light heavyweight, um, but that's because yeah, middleweight would fight me for boxing. So What's the heaviest like, oh, you fought? MMA fighter. What's the heaviest you've ever fought? Light heavyweight, which is one seventy five. Yeah, one seventy five. But today uh, in UFC, you to, fight at one forty five, right? One forty five. Yep. Wow. Hey. Yeah, but boxing, boxing, you weigh in the day up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hey Blake, when did you know um, that? Was there a point in your life where you where you had this kind of like um, realization that you were tough? You're like, oh, I, I'm I'm tough. Um, when I won the when I won the Golden Gloves when I was uh, when I was in Georgia. I'm really, like, that long into your fighting career? It wasn't like before your fighting career that you realized there was like one day some kid in the fourth grade punched you in the face. You're like, I can take that. Yeah, it was probably football. Football, the first year of tackle football, is uh, they call me the bone crusher, like the oh, bone geez. crusher, because I would I would literally injure a kid, like at every practice and every game. Yeah, they have even the guys guy. on your own team, you were that guy. Like even the guys yeah, on your own team, you were dangerous. Yeah, because yeah. they would have us run drills. Like they had they had you run drills. Like there there'd be a guy that would um have the ball and you'd be right. There's like two things and he has to try and get through 
and and he and and there's two there's two cones right here, two cones right here. He start, he starts off over here and he has to get through. And I would and and I just had I just had good good form. So as he's coming through trying to trying to dodge me, I'd I I'd wrap him up and, and just and just dump him. You know, and I didn't know like I was I was always rough. Like people people always got mad at me at like recess and whatnot because I was always going hard when we would play soccer or or basketball or anything, you know, and I don't know, I was just I just always get in trouble for playing rough, you know. Even even to this day some some people like don't like going I mean, I, I I know how to I know how to move with people in the in the in the gym, you know. So, but I used to injure a lot of guys in the beginning uh, doing jujitsu. My coach is like, my man, I'm gonna have to add more onto your membership because you're costing me money. I'm like, I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> like, you, you, you spoke about a, a sparring match you had when you showed up at a gym for the first time, and it was with Cheeto, and you guys got at it. Can you tell me about that? With yeah, Marlon. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's when I moved down here from from Minnesota. I packed all my stuff up and moved out here when I was twenty seven. How old are um, you now? Uh, thirty three. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and uh, we were moving around. We were we were sparring. I was like, I was like, I didn't I didn't know who he was. Um, and oh, uh, and and you know, like when when I would spar, you know. Like I'm, I'm smiling. Like I'm, I'm having fun. You know, I don't know like the level of seriousness going on, and uh, and so like I, I faked. I, I like, I like smiled and did like an elevator knee. Like whoop. Like ooh. Like, like might have got you. And he took it very personal. And and I guess he, I guess he was like, okay, motherfucker. We're doing this now. You're gonna you're gonna show the knee, you know. So he took it as dis- disrespectful that I that that I did that to him, and so he told some of the guys. I found out later on. I was like, "Yo, what happened that day?" They're like, "Oh yeah, Cheeto felt, you know, Fernando Padilla. Uh, he was like, yeah, you know, he felt disrespected that you said that, and he said that he was gonna make a statement, and I was like." Yeah, fucking he he that <laughs> we we finished that round and then uh Oyama would call you. He'd be like, "All right, Blakey, you and Chito. Uh you guys got three fives. Go." And uh and three 5 minute rounds. Oh. <laughs> he would make us do sprints on Saturdays and then eight 5 minute rounds. Sometimes wow. 10 5 Rounds. wow wow like we like we went to and it's not like it was it was easy rounds like if you got tired yeah if you didn't have a gas tank and we just ran sprints yeah like we just ran like three miles and and i'm competitive so i'm i'm the first on like every run and then we go back and we spar it was and, crazy and so did you guys get at it pretty good you and cheeto yeah 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 yeah, he was, uh, he was, he was, he was, he was definitely uh, getting getting the better of me back then. Like uh, on uh, standing up, uh, you know, he's he's a tricky southpaw and 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 he's light, so he's fast, agile, 
and uh, Cheeto's got a lot of power for for a thirty fiver. You know, he's 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 strong. He's like you know, like those. Uh, he's like he's got that uh, skinny, wiry frame. It's just fast and explosive, and and he's loose and fluent. You know, so he uh, he got me with a uh, with a couple shots. He was trying to kill me. He had that. He had the cra- he had the <laughs> the craziest look in his eye. You know, he was like, he, he looked at me like, like, no, nah, this is a fight now. Like, I'm coming to, I'm coming to kill you, and I'm gonna make an example of you. Um, but I survived that, and I do well with them when I when I took it to the ground. But my, uh, even with like winning like gloves and all that, it was just, it was just different because he would he would set up his kicks really well. Is the UFC Shoot just a, a whole? Fighter. Is the UFC just, um, is it a whole different level? Yeah, I think so. It really is, man. I mean, you got you got the best of the best of the best. You know, even mm. to earn your you like even for me to get into the UFC, I had to fight the number one fighter in all of all of Canada, Alex Morgan. Yeah, it's wild. Yep, it's yeah, wild. Okay, that, that guy had a win over a UFC fighter already. Um, he he had three pro titles. Um, I think he just won two fights. Um. The guys, you know, the guys, the guys, a seasoned vet, you know. So me going in there wasn't wasn't nothing. People were like, "Oh, that's that's the number one fighter." It's like, yeah, dude, we trained from morning till night every single day. And and, and you ba- you were sixteen and zero in your fighting career, not including boxing in your mixed martial arts career when you went in. And basically, that's that's what it takes to get in there, right? It's just yep. a bunch of guys with O's. It's a bunch of guys ten and O, fifteen and O, twenty and O, and then you guys are all meeting in this one organization. Yep. It's, kind of, it's 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 wild. Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey. And to be undefeated, to be undefeated in MMA is uh, insanity. It's it's so hard. So many things that that can that can go. Do you have a fight scheduled? I lost I you, Blake. Set you... yet? But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything set yet. But I, I hope to, I hope to get some news here soon. And and who determines that? Do you yeah. do you tell your agent? Do you tell your agent, hey, I want to fight, and then you're basically just um, hurry up and wait. <laughs> yeah, much. Like uh, I told him, I told I told Jason, I go I go, hey, um, right 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 now, I'm I'm putting together a team. I'm I'm finding a wrestling coach. I'm I'm getting uh, uh I'm getting my my uh, Muay Thai coach dialed in. Uh, so. You know, give me some time, and then like a day later, he offered me he offered me a couple fights, and uh, and I told him I I told him you know hey like let's let's focus on October November, and the reason being is I they offered me August fifth and September twenty third, and now I kind of wish I took the September twenty third, um, because I just, I haven't I haven't. Heard anything uh yet but that's okay um i i just wanted to make sure that i gave myself the opportunity to work with and 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 dial in with 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 wrestling coaches and and uh a muay thai coach and look even if you are 
like doing it doesn't mean that it's going to be the right fit. You still have to go and and uh, train with them and see if your guys' uh, uh, psychology uh, mixes well, see if they have good intentions for you and you for them. You know, there's a, there's a lot of dynamics to it, you know. So um turns out, like, uh, one of, actually one of the MMA coaches that I thought was going to be in my corner uh, ended up parting ways, you know, because of uh, politics with, with, with him, you know, and it doesn't mean that it's, he's gone forever, but as of right now, you know, he took a step back, you know, so stuff, things like that happen all the time, you know, and I wanted to make sure that when I'm going out there, you know, I don't have, you know, the, for my last fight, I had my strength and conditioning coach in there in my corner. Had a guy, I was supposed to have my jiu-jitsu coach, but um, there was there was some happened with the schedule that he wasn't able to make it. So I just had like one of my one of my teammates come out with me. And then I had, of course, my boxing coach, my head coach, Flame. Um, but that was the fight with uh, Kyle Nelson. That's who you had. Yeah, that was the fight with Kyle Nelson, and you know, it's just, it, it's just, if I had the team that I had now, or even if I was just at the 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 spot that I was at now, you know, I would, I would, I would win that fight, you know. That, but we don't, you know, I mean, when you're when you're when you're eight and zero, you're like, all right, I'm doing pretty good, you know, I'm doing I'm doing well, you know, and uh, and these guys are studying you, these guys are are doing doing more research uh these guys are typically fighting full time and and um and you know we we learn lessons and and from that fight you know I didn't get I didn't get finished you know I, I lost a decision um there's a lot of people that lost money or a parlay or whatever you know so I got a lot of a lot of hate mail a lot of hate messages um but it's part of the game, you know, and and it taught me a a, a huge lesson. I mean, I hadn't lost since uh, since the ringside worlds in 2017. Mm. You know, the semifinals. That was my last loss. It was six years ago. You know, so for people to tell me like how they feel and all this and and say what they say, I just. I took it personal at first, you know, because I was down and out, and it's so fresh. It's a fresh wound, uh, but but now, now I'm just focused on getting better. And a loss, a loss is a loss, and and we're gonna. And I've already learned so much from it, and I'm already ten times the fighter that I was before. You know, what what was um what was it like um being a kid? Uh, for you was being was being a child easy uh mom and dad at home loving or was it a wild ride wild 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 ride always always or what from from the beginning always yeah my bad my 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 dad was a really really bad alcoholic so Mm. uh just what do you mean what do you mean bad like a lot of us like like um like the two different kinds of alcoholics is there's one that's like passes out or is jovial and then there's the one that hits you is that that's the bad one yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's quite a few, right? You know, there's like the functional alcoholic, like a, like a dad or or a mom or whomever that will that will 
drink, but they, you know, they get all their work done. Uh, they, you know, they, they still function, you know, but, but their life is still dysfunctional, uh-huh. um, you know, and, and, and they're able to get away with it for a little while until they don't stop getting away with it. Cause you know, they're drinking all the time, you know? So typically people like that end up getting a DUI and then, and then, uh, stuff like that starts happening. My dad, uh, my dad, great guy. Uh, when he's not drinking, but when he's drinking, man, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So he was, you know, he, he had so many DUIs that he couldn't get a ride to work at the car wash where he worked at. And then my mom would give him rides. And my, my dad was just a, my dad was just a madman, you know, like, like he, uh, he was always just in and out of jail, always always trying to shortcut the system, you know, hard worker. Uh, but just something inside of him just couldn't sit still. And what, like he always had to be doing, doing something crazy. And, uh, and alcohol played a huge effect on just him, like just being out of his mind, you know, he'd get out of his mind, drunk, blackout drunk. And, yeah, he's uh he's he was verbally abusive, uh very physically abusive. And uh, uh I just remember that at a young age and then I just remember him just being gone. And that was kinda like the that was kinda like the, the theme uh growing up. Like he'd just be there. Uh and it was just a ticking time bomb, you know, like he'd be there. It'd be like maybe a month later that he could hold it together. Uh, and then boom, it would blow up and, you know, the whole house is torn apart. You know, my mom's got a, a, a black eye or two, uh, and, and dad's on vacation again, you know, and like in jail or just on the road at someone's house or kicked out or both, 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 you know, like, like so when, living on eggshells, you were basically living, it was always living on eggshells. Big time. Yeah. Big time, especially like when I I was I was older and I friends over like my dad, my dad was just a short fuse and so he just he just snapped and he felt like entitled to his space and and the house because he gave a little bit of rent, you know, and then just things would bother him and and and. You know, they, they always say like, uh, like an alcoholic, you know, like that isn't treated as always like restless, irritable and discontent. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the, that's the theme of my dad. You know, he's just like, and, and, and he didn't care about going back to jail. He would always say like, Hey, he like, Hey, I don't, I don't care about going back to jail. I like it there, you know, free, free meal every day. He's like, I, he's like, I get my little cell. He's like, I don't mind it. I like it there. And he's like, so you want to send me back? Good. He's like, and. He just had um, a crazy role model, dude. About yeah, and so and he was one of the craziest guys I knew. So I was like, uh, and and what he would do is he, I I would see how his mindset would just instill fear in people, and 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 uh, he would be able to uh, have have one up on people be because of the power that he had because he could instill that fear in them, you know, that, 
you know, like, I'll, like, I'll take this, I'll burn this fucker down, you know, like, I'll, I don't care, like, like, this shit don't bother me, and, um, you know, in a situation that you're supposed to hate, he loved, mm, and, mm. and then, he thrived in it, wow, he good. thrived in it, you know, send me back, you know, you know, he's, he's like, you know, and I lived in Minnesota, so he'd always talk about how he, he would get in fights with, like, Native Americans, and he, he'd, like, he showed me how to, like, throw a punch, like, through somebody. He's like, he's like, you don't hit to him, you hit through him, and try and pierce your knuckle into, like, the back, the back part of, like, their throat through their head. And he's like, he's like, and if you're in a street fight, just grab their head, just grab their head and, and use the top left side of your forehead and bash your nose to break it. And he's like, and then don't let go of their head. He's like, fucking knee that knee them and, and dump them into something. He's like, that's what I did in the bathroom and jail. And he's um, like, how about his dad? Was his dad like that too? Rich, was grandpa like that? My grandpa, I never met my grandpa, but I guess my grandpa, uh, my grandpa just, had a bar he was a he was the owner of a bar mm. and i guess their relationship was like like he would just toss my dad some money to get away from him you know didn't really want to didn't really want a kid didn't really want a son and so uh and so he just tossed him some money to get him out the house you know i guess my uh my grandpa rich i i, I think he was uh my my grand my grandma's you know He's a womanizer and just kind of, you know, she's like, she's like zero class, no respect. And, and he, and your dad loved him, but he did not want anything really to do with your dad. So I think, you know, I can't imagine what it was like for him. You know, that's what, that's what I think about, you know, it's like he, he, he wasn't the way he was for no reason. You know, right. he was always being missed and, you know, he probably, probably had some, uh, you know, some daddy issues where, you know, he just wanted that attention and that love and affection, um, like any son would want from their father. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, when he would come back and stay, he'd get out of jail, come stay with me and my, my, my family, you know, like wasn't his, you know, like my family, my, my, uh, older brother, my younger brother, God bless his soul. Um, and my mom, you know, my mom would give him a place to stay and, and he and and he'd mess it up, you know. He just he just couldn't do it. Like any any sign of just like normal living, just he just couldn't, you know. He's just so wound up. He was institutional. Is, where is he now? Where's he, your dad he had now? Been that way. You know, I don't know. I think I I I don't I don't know. You know, I might I might give him I might give I might give him a call today. I have one of his cell phone numbers, but he's he's always got a new cell phone number. He's always got a new girlfriend. He he's always in and out of jail. Um, he almost murdered a guy in his last debacle. It wound him up in prison. Um, he he um, he split this dude's head open with a with a with a bottle at a, at a mm. bar. Mm. Broke it and sliced him and uh, almost killed him. My dad was like, you know. If, uh, if, uh, if, if, if this guy, uh, dies, you know, like, like that's it, you know, he would have, he would have been, he would have been a lifer probably, you know, probably been doing life in prison. Um, but he got, he got a year or two and, uh, 
I remember I went up to Minnesota and I and I and I was hanging, and I was like, man, I gotta go see him. But if you try and go see somebody in prison, um, and and say prison, you can't. You have to fill out a form, and then it has to get approved. And then you can't. You can't even put money on their books. I don't think. And you have to fill out this form. It has to get approved by the state, and then they send it back. And then you have to do this whole this whole thing. Well, my his his sister, my auntie Jennifer, uh, God bless her soul. Um, she was like, "Hey, you know, he's getting out in like the next day or two. And I didn't have. I just bought a flight to Minnesota. I didn't get a return flight, so. My return flight, uh, I was I was gonna buy that day, and I was like, "Yo, I'm, I'm gonna wait another day. If he really gets out, I'll go see him." And so I drove three hours to go see him and spend some time with him. And uh, and yeah, he got out, and it was. Uh, Does he drink a second he gets out? Does he go straight to a bar? Not not right yeah. away. Not right mm-hmm. away. You know, right right away. He's like, uh, uh, "Oh yeah, that's a that's a thing past." You know. Calls everybody slick. No slick. That's that's in the past now. You know, mm. I learned my lesson, and uh, yeah, if that guy would have died, you know, I, I said, whether this guy lives or dies, you know, that's that's it for me, slick. You know, uh, always a lot of promises, but not a lot of uh, follow through. Blake, you know, where do you get through. your where do you get your discipline and focus at from? If if coming from such a chaotic uh, situation. From watching your interview, I mean, you're you're clearly crazy disciplined. You have routine, you have habits, you have diet. Your physique's crazy. Where do you think you got that from? You you think it's because you're scared you don't want to end up like him, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like uh, it was a lot of me. You know, maybe. you know, I think maybe running running away from myself for a little bit, but also running to uh, what I wanted to be. You know, um, I had a coach recently. He's like, "Man, I feel like uh, you're doing all these workouts. You know, I feel like you're you're running from something." I go, I go. You know what, man? Maybe maybe a little bit of it is running from something. And I was like, but I feel like for me, I'm running to something. You know, every mm. time I'm. I'm in a training session. Uh, I'm 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 running to something. I'm becoming something, you know, because I didn't I didn't know that I had these options growing up. I didn't play. I didn't really play school sports. And then when I tried to play school sports, they wouldn't let me play because I got I got too many underage drinking tickets. So um, I grew I I grew up I grew up quick when I was younger. Is, is, you know? is that behind you? Or have you gone like to AA or something? Is the drinking behind you? Like do you have to yeah, quit that? Yeah, yeah. I go to I go to I go to a, I go to I go to AA. I go to uh, I go to that. I got uh, a sponsor in the program, and and oh, and, good for you. And I, and I do that, you know, because I got I got those signs and I got those tendencies. You know, it's mm. like the you know like uh, I'll become restless, irritable, and and discontent, and you mm. know I can be. I can't. I, I don't even have to be drinking, but the thinking, you know, is 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 uh is what's messed up, and you know, it's like uh, it's like a spiritual malady, you know, like like you know, it's like uh, I try to I try to make sure that you know when I wake up every day that you know I just I I thank God and and I don't do this deal perfect, but what it does is it it keeps me accountable and and uh, 
and for me, I, 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 I do the deal, you know, and they, they, I've been, you know, I've been, I've been doing this since I was 16, you know, I was going to, to, to meetings and I, I went to inpatient, outpatient treatment. And then, uh, I went to outpatient and then, uh, after work, I almost died of an overdose and, uh, and, and they, my mom, uh, my grandma put me in inpatient treatment. What did you almost overdose on? Uh, I was, uh, uh, I, I had got, I had got some, uh, uh, Coke that night and then, uh, I was like 16 and I got Coke and I did like a little bit of that and everybody was, oh yeah, when you do that, you, uh, you could drink a lot. And I was like, oh yeah. So I got a, the forties, uh, uh, for me, for me and my boys. So we were drinking two eleven steel reserves. And then this girl had a thing of 99 berries. I don't know what, what it was, but I, I traded her a, a steel reserve for 99 berries. And, uh, and, uh, and I remember I just, I chugged like that much of it. And I didn't know that meant it was 99 proof. I didn't even know that. I didn't, I've never so, even heard of that stuff. Sounds crazy. Yeah, 99 proof alcohol. You drink that much of it. And I was doing that. I was doing a bunch of other stuff, man. It's like anything I could get my hands on, you know, like, like How long me, have you been sober? Uh, I've been sober for for a little bit now. Yeah, I've been. I've been, I mean, you know, on and off. So, you know, sometimes like uh, you know, I think it, that I can have a have a have a drink and right. whatnot. You know, and uh, and it's just you know, I'm, I'm allergic to it. You know, when people people ask me, "Hey, why aren't you, why aren't you having a drink?" I'm like, "Oh no, I'm good." They're like, "Oh no, you should have one." I'm like, "I will, but." I'm they're like you're allergic and i'm like yeah every time i do i break out in handcuffs <laughs> yeah 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 you know and, and uh yeah not necessarily but i mean you know that's what it that's 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 where that's where it leads for 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 guys like me you know and and you see guys like uh mayhem miller that just get, got arrested the other day or 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 other other guys that are fighters Drinking is like the number one thing that just ensures like your career to, to have crazy mishaps and 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 put Dana almost in. had a mishap. Dana almost had a mishap from drinking. Dana, Dana yeah. almost had a mishap from drinking. Yeah. I'm so glad he. I'm so glad, and he looks great now, doesn't he? He's not all red anymore. He leaned out. Yeah, I man. love Dana White. I was so I was so worried about him. Uh, when he had that mishap, I love the UFC. I love what he brings to the game, but fuck that, that little thing with his wife, dude, that could, yeah. that would have fucking ended most men. He fucking, and he yeah, handled that, it and with, that was alcohol, right? That was alcohol, right? Blake? Of course, of course yep. it's New Year's Eve, you know, and, uh, his, his wife gave him a little touch and he gave her a few, you know, and, and here's the thing. He didn't even go, it wasn't even anything, but it was in public. He did it. He didn't go crazy, um, you know, and uh, but but still, it's the fact that he that he did that, and he's and you could clearly see she was wasted. She didn't even. She probably didn't even remember. She. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, she doesn't remember. And she, you know, it's like, and and she and she went at him first, and you could tell he was kind of like, hey, like chill, like back yeah. up, back up, yeah. you know, like like uh, get away from me. It doesn't make it right. Right. And, and and these things, it's like when you're held to a higher standard, when a lot of people look at you as as the man and and uh, and we don't behave like this, we we 
things like this, it's it's tough, man. You know, like you you got to be able to carry that yoke, man. And you got to, you know, you're you're like a super, you're like a superhero. You know, with great power comes great responsibilities. And and uh, I see it as I see it as this, man. It's like I need to be the person that I needed growing up. Like mm. I didn't have any, mm. I didn't have wow. any mentors. Wow. I didn't have any coaches. I didn't have, I didn't have any guidance. Like my, like my stepdad, Boo, you know, he went on vacation too. Like, you know, Boo, Boo ended up, you know, 12 years in the Texas penitentiary, you your know. Stepdad and, and, ended up 12 years in the Texas penitentiary after you yeah, dad? Wow. Shit. Yeah. And you know, my dad, you know, I had just fought my dad for the first time, you know, because he, he, you know, he hit my mom and pushed her down when I was 16. And this is right around the time where I had that overdose. And, uh, and, um, he, he gets, you know, I hit him. Boo comes out, pushes him out the front door. He comes back in, starts attacking Boo. And then my mom's like, I called the police. My dad dips off on his bike. The police catch him on his bike. He goes off to jail. Bicycle or I, motorcycle? Um, a bicycle because he has Bicy too many DUIs, so he can't mm -hmm. drive. And so that's how I get to and from work. Uh, and then, uh, and then it's and then my dad's gone. So now there's like peace in the house. Well, next thing you know, it's like a couple months later. I'm like, yo, where's Boo? Boo don't drive. Like Boo don't drive either. You know, like. He don't have his license, and my mom's like, "Oh, we went on vacation. Vacation? Where do you where do you go on vacation to?" And she's like, "Oh, uh, Chicago, because he's from the south side of Chicago, and uh, uh, you know, he's a Blackstone out on the southwest side of Chicago, kind of near like Old Block and like Garfield Park." And what's a Blackstone? Blackstone is like uh, it's like uh. Uh, it's a it's a it's a gang out there, you know. Okay. So Blackstones were originally created because the uh, police weren't enforcing laws that were uh, supposed to be enforced. So there wasn't there wasn't uh, justice in that area. So the Blackstones would unite together and uh, and 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 serve as like their own like type of uh, police in that area, you know, because the police weren't, weren't doing their jobs and justice wasn't being served. So they took it into their own hands, uh, in Chicago and, uh, boo was a Blackstone, you know, Blackstone, you know, go out here, smash the rock, you know, and, uh, and yeah, you know, he, uh, you know, and then eventually, you know, like the apply for power and money, you know, it gets corrupted, you know, so, you know, being gangster affiliated, you know, his whole entire life, that's all he knew. And, uh, you know, he, he wound up in prison in a Texas penitentiary. I think he got stretched out, too, because they said he was only supposed to do 10. It's a federal case. Wow, you know, and they got affiliated with the Nation of Islam and uh, Muammar Gaddafi. Wow, fuck, that's some, that is some gangster shit. Yeah. Yep, that's crazy. And so we were like the only white people in like the southwest side of Chicago, and Boo's bringing us down there. He's like, he's like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, this my, this my, this my son right here, Blake. You know, this is my other son, Nick. This is my other son, yo, Braden. You know, and uh, and uh, you know, 
none of us, you know, my little brother was, was mixed, but, uh, but so we had different dads, my older brother and me, same mom, same dad. Um, but he treated us all like his sons, you know, and like at that time, I didn't care that, you know, he, he, you know, he, he was, he was battling, uh, drug addiction and whatnot, you know, and he was, uh, you know, he was still deep in like, you know, just, just doing gangster shit. You know, that's all he knew. You know, and uh, him and my mom were 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 uh, were just trying to, you know, kind of taking the the easier the the easier softer way. You know, so learn from all these guys just from just from seeing them uh, do things their way that it didn't work, you know, and I didn't want to end up going to prison or going to jail and I didn't want to end up, uh, uh, in a, in an institution or, you know, losing my mind or anything. So I was, so I was like, man, you know, like I, I started, I, I started finding, um, I found boxing, you know, because they wouldn't let me, they wouldn't let me on the football team because I got in too much trouble. I, uh, underage drinking tickets and possession of alcohol and how old were you when you found boxing 17 wow yeah i just got hey. out of i just got out of inpatient uh treatment a 30-day inpatient treatment at, at uh plymouth hazelden how are you how are, i can't fucking believe you made it this far dude yeah, it's crazy. Hey, I told I lied to your everybody. story is crazy. Yeah, I, I lied. I lied to everybody in that treatment center. Yeah, and uh, and it, I guess I didn't, uh, but I lied to them at, at Hazelden Plymouth, um, because I was like sixteen or seventeen. I just overdosed. I was like all those. They found a bunch of drugs in me when they brought me to the hospital. I blew a point four five when I got to the hospital, so it was probably higher. You know, like and. Um, my mom was like, you're going to treatment. They brought me in there. I was there for 30 days. Um, and and uh, I told everybody that I, I boxed. I said, yeah, I'm a boxer. I do jiu-jitsu. Da, 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 da. I'm going to be in the UFC one day. Uh, just walk. And you were just making that shit up? I was making that shit up. But it, but I knew. Like, I knew that I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Because I'd stay up all night watching fights in my mom's room while she was at work when she did work. And, when you watch uh, fights, do you sit down or do you stand up? Uh shit, I did a little bit of both, but I yeah. when I was younger, I'd I'd watch boxing and I grab little two pound weights and yeah. uh and I like I liked Oscar De La Hoya, you know, and I I you know, and I would I'd try and do the motion that they were doing. Yeah. And yeah, uh, and I'd I'd pick who I thought was gonna win and and I would just I would just uh imitate them and I would just you know, I'd fantasize and dream about it and use my imagination to to pretend like I was like I was dumb and I was doing it, you know. Do you have any good friends, Blake? Do you have any like do you have any good friends? I got I got great friends. Yeah. That's good to hear. And, and with thank you God, like man. Yeah. yeah, thank God for sure. What where? Like close to you? Like yeah, so Flame is probably like one of my one of my best friends, you know, and he's also my boxing coach. Um, I got him. Uh, I got my buddy Lou. Uh, bunch of guys in the program, man. It's like probably the most solid guys that 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 you could that that you could ever have on your side. Bunch of guys with stories like mine that have been through it and came out on the other side. And uh, 
my my buddy Ben back home and and a mentor of mine, Tom, man, Tom, Tom, man, Tom loved me back to life, man. He's like he treats Tom me loved like you back to life. Is that what you said? Tom loved you yeah. back to life. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a great line. Wow. Because because I had a bunch of legal troubles at 24, and I had just got my heart broken by uh, this girl who was uh, who was who was no good, man. But you know when you're when you ain't up to no good. Or uh, you know when you're when you're trying to do your best and and nothing's working and you're just throwing things at the wall and none of it's sticking, you know. And then somebody leaves you out to dry, you know. Like uh, Tom came and he told me, like you know, hey, you know, this might be for you, might not be, you know. But I got a little business and you can come help me out, make a little bit of money. He just want to get like a few hundred bucks so I could uh, spend Christmas with, with my mom back in 2014 and uh and we ended up started working together he did security cameras and and uh he he taught me how to uh go on going uh, give a cold call and go on a presentation and uh and uh you know tom had a past too you know tom had been a tom had been a prison you know tom uh you know did his time but he learned from it and he moved forward and uh yeah, you know, me and him. I talked to him for hours the other day. You know, me. That's my. That's 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 probably uh, that's probably my best friend, man. That's that guy. That guy changed my life. That guy. Blake. That guy really believed in me, man. Blake, what happens to you from here? You you have this crazy uh, fight record. You have a just an absolutely a past just full of potholes, right? Yeah. Like like. When you see forward, what what do you see? Like, are, are you gonna make it? I mean, it, it, it's it's truly yeah. the more and more I hear and think about it, yeah. I'm like, how the gonna... fuck does this guy have the discipline to have this insane fucking record? Um, yeah. and I guess your you training know, is it, part of your medication, right? You're fit. I mean, that, it's like that for a lot of it, us, but for you, you've taken you're medicating yourself with fighting and, and fitness, right? It's 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 one of the prescriptions. Yeah one of the prescriptions you know it's like i think uh i think uh my i think my faith carries carries uh uh, uh a lot too you know my faith in god uh, i want to hear about that how did you get that is, is is like do you is it real do you have to fake it like how how does that work man i think i think you know like um i'll tell you this man i used to i used to run by the church and i'd see all these people smiling and happy and kissing each other and giving each other hugs and they seem so mm -hmm so happy i'm like man what, you know like i wish i wish i could have something like that you know like like i was supposed to go to a church group with my buddy when i was younger in middle school and then like last minute his mom was like you know hey you know i think it's best you know this is kind of like a small group you know um you know so it's probably best that just today you know you don't you don't come and and i was like man you know like every time Every time I'm crazy that you remember that. It's crazy you remember that forget. moment, right? Yeah. I'll never forget because I was, because you know what, man? You know, it's like, it's like we don't we don't shoot our wounded, you know, and and we and we and we and if you're really a servant of God, you're here to help somebody out. And I was a little lost boy at the time in middle school, man. And I was, you know, like. Like man, I could go into more detail, but it was it was crazy, man. Like I I try you know I tried committing suicide at at in in the eighth grade, and 
I needed that. I needed, I needed something. I needed something and they didn't know my, they didn't know my household and they didn't ask me about it. And then they said that I could come to this, um, this, this Bible study and then shoot me away. And I, I never forgot that, man. And then there was you think a guy it's because they saw that you, they were like, Hey, this motherfucker's too hood. Yeah. Instead yeah. of embracing yep. you being like, Hey, this guy, we can, we, this guy needs our love. They were like, 100%. Ah, he's not dressed right. Oh, he it's, talked. He yes. swear. Oh, that yep. is so crazy. dude. Yep. yep. It is a hundred percent. It is crazy. I was a white boy that wore a do rag um, because I, I thought I could get waves. Like I didn't, I didn't know the difference. I didn't know the difference. You know, I, I saw my mom's, of my mom's boyfriends and uh they were my mom only 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 dated black dudes and um uh, and ain't nothing wrong with that you know um uh, she just didn't have the the best the best pick she's you know she just went after gangsters you know like all of them were like gangster was her dad was her dad hard how about her your grandfather on that side was he her dad uh just didn't show her no love you know her dad didn't show her no love you know and just told her that she was uh, just name called her and just told her that, you know, basically she, you know, if any guy showed you affection, you better, better stick by his side, you know, cause, uh, you, you know, nobody likes a, a fat girl, you know, she was a big, she was a big girl her whole life. She battled with that. And, uh, and that was her addiction, you know, it was like, uh, trying to overcome the food, you know, and, uh, you know, so I come, I come up and, you know, she'd be, you know, my mom was like, bulimic you know so i'd come up and you know at like a specific time every night you know like all our food would come up and it was just normal you know like it was you'd hear her in the bathroom throwing up yeah yeah every single night yeah uh, yep. um how did you try um killing yourself in the eighth grade that how what did you do i swallowed i swallowed a bunch of pills in the medicine cabinet holy you know? shit dude uh, I swallowed 52 pills, and that's the first time I prayed to God. I went, I went, I was like, and it's because I, it was my dad was back, my mom was there, and like, I just go, t I'd go tell my mom what I was gonna do, like, but I semi, it was like semi asking for like, uh, approval. I just be like, I'm like, yo, I'm going over to Dan's house, and there, and she's like, no, you're not, and I'm like, I'm like. <laughs> All right, I'll see you later. And she's like, "No, you're not going anywhere." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, "And she's like, ask your dad." And I'm like, "Hey, can I go over to Dan's house?" And he's like, "No." I'm like, "Why?" And like, "Because we said so." I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna go." They're like, "If you go, you ain't coming back in." And I'm like, "Oh, so now that he's here, uh." I'm now 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 there's all these rules and regulations and and they're like you're not going and and i don't know man i'd already felt that way i you know i i would threaten it all the time and uh, i was like all right you know what i was like they want to be like that uh, i was like i was like i'll show them and uh and yeah just like went upstairs and just just started what were the pills just like tylenol or something yeah, it was like a bunch of Tylenol and like uh um I know I know it was around the first time that I that I ever drank because there was no dose in there, like caffeine pills and uh I took like four of those 
and uh because this one girl had them so she could drink and then stay awake and so that's how i know that that was around the first time that i ever drank so it was like did you have to go to the hospital from all those pills uh i should have but my pride said like don't tell nobody so i i i swallowed them sitting down at my kitchen table watching tv and then like i started feeling like high and then i started feeling sick yeah and i started puking and it was like violent like something was severely wrong and i was like you know what um that's when you started praying to god i pray to god i go i go i go hey god i go i don't i don't i don't know i don't know why i'm doing this and i don't know um what's going on but i promise if you keep me alive I'll do whatever I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll mm. I'll I'll go to any lengths, any depths. I'll do whatever it is that you want me to do. I don't I I I I know now that I don't want to die. I wanna I wanna live, and uh, I'm so sorry for doing this. But if you have a if you have a reason and a purpose for my life, I pray that you keep me alive. Please let me live. And, wow, that's uh, a lot for an eighth grader. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, and I I went I went and I threw up as much as I could, and then I just laid down in my bed all night, not being able to sleep, just feeling sick. And I thought I was like, and you know, I, I was like, my bro- older brother came and checked. He goes, "Are you all right?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm good, I'm good." And he's like, "He's like, are you sure?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine." And uh, I thought I was just. Uh, I thought I was just gonna close my eyes and and like have that be it. And I was like, I should probably tell my mom and dad, um, but I didn't want them making a big deal about it. Um, so I was like, you know, if I die, if if it's God's will for me to die, I die. Um, um, is your older brother still alive? Yeah. Is he is he in jail? Nah, he he's a foster parent with my mom over in Georgia. Yeah, so he helps he helps raise all these all these uh, orphans. Oh, that's these, cool as shit! Wow, yeah, he's a good guy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is awesome. And your little brother, your little brother did commit suicide. My little brother committed suicide. He hung himself oh, uh, by a, by a cloth after in a in a trailer park park. <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy, man. Yo, where Brandon, right here? forever right there you so so you see him every day right like that that's the first thing i look at um what was his uh, name i wake what up was his... i wake up and i look over brayden brayden yeah where were you when that happened blake i was uh i i was i was over in lake elsinore with my with my buddy lou and then we were out there late at his cousin's house, and uh, I stayed over at his place. So um, I, I woke I, w- I woke up next to my next to my boy Lou, and uh, I was getting a phone call from my mom, and uh, and yeah, and she told me the news. She's like, "Are you sitting down?" I was like, "Yeah." And, uh, I thought she was gonna say my grandma because my grandma hasn't been doing too good. How did your mom take that? Fuck! I can't imagine losing a kid. Holy shit, dude! Holy she's, shit! 
I don't know, man. It's like every day is a struggle, dude. You know, it's such a battle, man. Like, you know, I think she's she does good sometimes, uh, but it's it's up and down. Even for, even for me, man. Like, you know, this now is like the first time in a long time where I feel like I feel okay. You know, like because once he died a month later, I you know. Right after, right after I got done seeing his body at the morgue, I get home, uh, I get back to my mom's house in Georgia, and they offer me the fight against Reggie Valdo Carvalho uh, to defend the world title on the East Coast at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in New Jersey. Like right as soon as I get done, I'm eating fucking KFC or Popeye's chicken and shit, and I'm like. 100 i'm like 100 180 pounds wow wow eating everything i was drinking on my way over to the to the um to to go see my mom and i'm like i don't even drink on a plane you know like yeah man, drinking on the way there and yeah it was and i was like you know what i was like this one Light white light moments, or you know, it's like uh, that's when I hear that loud whisper from God. It's just like you know, it's like, are you gonna sit around and and mourn and and mope around, or are you gonna get busy and do something that uh, could uh, you know help out your family and give them something good to uh, to look forward to after so, after something so tragic. And I was like, it ain't good for me or anybody else to sit around and be think about this all day. So I got busy. Um, I got I got busy. I got active. And uh and you know, man, you gotta be a performer, you know. So, you know, you throw on your big boy pants and uh and uh and and get active and start promoting the fight and, and start getting sponsorships and and uh and 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 you just go, you know. And hey, how are you going to process? How how? I guess time. I guess time heals, but I guess just more shit can just keep happening and happening. It's just amazing how much success you've had, right? With all of this, just storm around you what do you think that th that guy that said you're running from something what do you think he what do you think he's saying like what does that even mean when someone says that well i, I like what I do you how are you supposed to process all this shit <laughs> i later found out you know a guy the the guy that said that you know battles the same things that i that, that oh. me and many others face you know it's like it's like uh yeah, he said, I feel like you're running from something. I was like, I, was like, I don't know if I'm necessarily running from anything, but I, I feel like I'm running to something these days. And he's like, yeah, I feel that. I got my own path and this and that and da-da-da-da-da. Brother went to prison for murder. I'm like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, you know, like, you know, it like kind of takes one to know one, you know, real recognize real. Right. Or, you know, real sick recognize uh you know, like real sick, you know, you can see, you can see, uh, you can see it in, in, in each other, you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of us, uh, a lot of us bond over our trauma anyway. Yeah. That's why a lot of, you know, a lot of us, uh, get along, you know, 
What about kids, Blake? Do you have any aspirations for to have kids? Oh yeah, I'd love to have kids. I'd love to have kids one day. Obviously, you know, I want to make sure that I'm in a good position and have the right woman and whatnot. But I would, I would love, I would love, love, love to be a a, a father. I think that would be that's a life goal of mine. That'd be great. Yeah. When, when your dad, I have three, I have three little kids. I had kids late. I have two six-year-olds and an eight-year-old. Nice. And I think when you have kids, you're going to, you're going to be like, wow, I can't believe it. Well, you're, everything's going to change about how you see, see your dad. Because like yeah. the greatest thing as, as a man is the, the chance to raise other men. It's crazy. It's such yeah. a fucking cool, but most dudes don't do it. Most people send their kids yep. to school. They don't yep. raise their kids. They don't do sh- like, I mean, think about this. Your dad had other demons. He was fighting, right? Going to jail, alcohol, restless, yep. probably shitty yep. upbringing, yep. but there's other dudes who don't have that. And they still don't raise their kids. They just send their kids off behind a fucking chain link fence, nine hours a day. Yep. I'm like, what? Yep. Like, and I get it. That's what society tells you you're supposed to do. But man, dude, if you get a chance to uh, actually raise your kids and just take them everywhere with you, and uh, man, it will be the most rewarding thing you could ever um, imagine in your life. Yeah. Is is the UFC thing? Is, is do you have to put all your eggs in that b- basket and just that's the dream? Like, hey, I got to get the championship fight. I got to get big sponsorships. I got to be bigger than life. Like, is that is that the pressure you put on yourself? Is that is that the way out? Yeah. Yeah, of 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 course. I think everybody does. Everybody wants to. Everybody wants to be the man. You know, you want that notoriety, and uh, and and you want to prove. You want to prove your worth as a fighter. You know, you want to be like. You know, I'm the best in the world, and I'll and I'll and I'll show. You and be able to tell your story, and and you know, it's like after after the you know after the loss to Kyle Nelson, man. You know, it's like phone was pretty quiet you know you only got a few phone calls you're not asked to go drive exotic cars you know um my mom and my grandma called and uh my mentor and uh and you know there's a bunch of people that don't know me that hit me up and thought that it'd be a good idea to message me and tell me that i'm a piece of shit and that i'm a clown and how and how I could fight better, and that I'll never make it to the top, and this and that, and um, that's and, what the internet. That's what the, you're just talking about. People in your DMs just bombing. Oh you. yeah, just flooded yeah. with with that. And people are like, don't look at it, don't look at it. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Well, you're trying not to, but anything you post, people go in, and just start talking shit. Um, you know, it's just. It comes with the we territory, live. you know, and yeah, uh, you know, people just—that's what they do now, you know. And uh, uh, you get, you just, you just take the good with the bad, you know. I've been, I've been through so much that, you know, it was like, it was like bothering me at first, and I was like, dude, I don't even know these motherfuckers. Like, who cares? You know, it is what it is, you know. So we, 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 we dust off and forward none of that stuff bothers me anymore so um you know nowadays um none none of that none of that stuff phases me but you know it's a, it's all a learning lesson you know you learn as you go you know you know sometimes 
sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. And, uh, and it's like that. Even when I, even when I beat Shane Young, people were talking shit. (laughs) So, you know, but, but this last one was a little bit different, you know, like I, I wasn't the winner anymore. So I couldn't, you know, talk about, you know, mental health or, you know, I don't know, you know, like you, you, you just feel down and now I feel like everybody knows people are talking shit, you know, people that, you know, there's, I don't know. You just, when you haven't lost in six years and you've never lost an MMA fight, it, it, uh, it's your story changed, your story changed and you're having to process it, right? Your story changed. Yeah. 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 And you know what? You're not the undefeated fighter anymore. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, your story changes, but, you know, it, it, it ended up being one of the, one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. I will say that. Tell me uh, why. Give me, give me, give me a couple of things. Give me something. Why do you say that? Because it, 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 it helped me look at, look at things different, you know, like, um, like, you know, it's like, like, for example, like you think like, if you don't, if you don't win, like it's like all performance based, you know, like if I, you know, if I win, I get the love. And it's true. You win, you win, you do get the love. You right. win, you do get invited to do the podcast. You win, you do get a million calls. You win, you do have uh have have everybody on your on your ride in your coattail. You win, you get more sponsorships and more right. features and more uh just more stuff. Right. Um and you lose and it's kind of it's kind of lonely. Yeah. You know, you're like, yeah. damn, it's, it's really quiet. You know, and it makes and, sense uh, too. It's not like these people are assholes, right? A lot of people will be no, like, well, fuck no. those people. They're fair weather. It's like, nah, actually people want to be around winners. You kind of can't blame them. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and the, and the vibe is different. You know, you just lost. It's like, some people just don't know what to say to you. Right. Right. You know? Right. Your head up. Da, 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 da. You know, um, but you know, it's like it's like somebody fresh off a divorce. You know, it's like it's like shit. Their heart's broken, dude. Like they just have to have time to process it. Right. They'll be back. They'll be back. You know, you just stay encouraging towards them. You know, and I don't think anybody was intentionally trying to be a jerk or anything. I just think some people are uh, don't know what to say and they want to be helpful, but they don't know if uh, you know being encouraging is being helpful. So I think it's a people will be like, Oh, that guy's only friends with me for the money. Well, yeah. uh, you have $20 million and you're flying people around in your private jet. Like, what do you, like, what do you expect? Like, don't hate on those people. It's like, yeah. And, like, and okay, I'm not saying like, that you should use people and come fuck them over, but it's like, Hey, um, I don't, I don't know when I, when I, when I had more money as a kid, I paid for the movies and the arcade games. And then when I didn't have that money, I didn't. And and I had more friends when I had the money for pay for the movies and hot dogs and arcade games. And I didn't yeah. hate on those people. People want to have fun. It's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I ain't hating. Yeah, exactly. I mean, don't stab me in my back, but like, but like, I get it. I'm not, I'm not mad at the guy who gets a girlfriend yeah. and just, he vanishes for six months. Cause it's getting, seeing boobs for the first time in his life. Enjoy yourself, buddy. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, go have fun. Yeah. I need. Yeah, you know, it's like life is so different for everybody. You know, it's yeah. like those people that didn't invite me to that church uh, get together thing. 
Yeah. That's a crazy story. What a moment. That's some biblical shit. No yeah, pun intended. And, and, you know, it's like, does it make them bad Christians? It's like, I don't think so. I don't think they knew the depth and weight of the situation and how it could have helped me. And uh, Well, and how about this? People, how about this, Blake? They're not even Christians at all. It's it will, yeah, Not people, even that they're bad Christians. Like, you didn't invite the kid to the church you needed to go. I, you're just kind of just not even really – like, what's going what's going on here like what like what like what what is happening you know the, the the beautiful thing about like um like like uh in the program is like if somebody if somebody relapses or gets or gets high again you know there's uh there's an old saying that we don't shoot our wounded we don't shoot our wounded and the people that come in we welcome them with open arms they're like hey you've been through the depths of hell come in Come join us, and 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 uh, maybe maybe you'll hear something that you like, and uh, maybe you'll be able to relate, and uh, maybe you'll be able to ask for help. And one of these guys, with on their free time, not being paid to do this, don't have to do this, volunteering to do this, will 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 take you take you through some simple steps, and you can and you can uh, and you can transform your life. And that's, I mean, I've seen miracle after miracle after miracle, man. It's 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 incredible. I'm one of them. Uh, Blake, I'm a huge fan, dude. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, w- what a cool thing to get to uh, know someone who's been on your journey. You are like a, um, you're an amazing dude. I look forward to talking to you more and hearing more stories and hearing more details. You're cool as shit, dude. I'm the rooting feeling for you mutual, man. And an hour and a half flew by like like nothing. Oh, good, good. Yeah, um, I'm up in Northern. I'm up in Northern California. Um, I do come down there every once in a while. Um, I I just went down to um, Newport for two weeks, and and my kids trained at AOJ, and then also I don't know if you're into skateboarding, but they trained over at uh, Sheckler's private skateboarding park over there. So I do take my kids around. Yeah, and 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 what's funny Uh, is it's funny that you had that experience with Cheeto because I did see Cheeto out at a restaurant. I don't know, a couple months ago when I was visiting down there, I saw him and Luke and uh, their coach. I forget their coach's name, but he's that famous dude. So it was kind of Jason Perillo. Yeah. Maybe that's who it was. Yeah. That's Jason. Yeah. uh, Yeah. AOJ is like six minutes from my house. No shit. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And I I was about a, I was staying about a mile from there. You know where Dory's deli is? Yes. I know. Yeah. I was, I was like five houses down from there, just staying right down there. Nice. Yeah, what a small yeah, world. You're super close. Yeah. Yeah. Next time you come out, uh you you shoot me a call and we'll and we'll and we'll and we'll get together and we'll link up. Awesome. We'll go we'll go, we'll go grab some food or I'd love to or, show uh, the I'd love to bring my boys to watch you train. Yeah, or yeah, have them come up to the boxing gym. Yeah. And, uh, with me and Flame or or uh or or yeah, up to the jujitsu gym at Triumpho and cool. uh, we'll get after it. It'd be great. Awesome. All right, brother. Have a great day. Thank you. You have my number. Text me if you ever need anything. You're ever up in Santa Cruz uh, and I'll do the same if I'm ever down that way. I, I will be down that way. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Cheers, man. All right. Cheers. Later. Blake Builder. Okay. Settle down. What? What is this? Is something wrong with you? Listen, that was uh, th- that guy was talking at a whole different cadence. Uh, are you okay, Sevy? You seem a little off. Off. Let me tell you, show you off.
Kenny Rollerblade, fair, fair question. With new guests, I'm not sure if they understand the format of the show. I can't, like, li listen. But <sighs> This is a really bad business decision when I'm about to fucking tell you. I love a hundred bucks. Thank you. I can't even fucking believe it when someone gives me a dollar, let alone a hundred bucks. Matt Burns, crazy, right? But dude, last night's show has over twenty. It's gonna have over fifty thousand views once it goes to Spotify. You, you, you got to give me that ninety nine dollars last night, so twenty five thousand people see it. I mean, thank you, as my mom would say. No, um, uh, Sabbath Essentials. S-A-B-B-A-T-H-A Essentials.com I, I, I wonder if I can do it on my first try That's a Sabbath And and Heidi That ended up getting good Heidi Did you see how like I, I, I paced myself um, And then eventually I was able I was like okay I'm just going to start interrupting him And seeing how that works And it worked he, he needed to be interrupted once in a while That's it But I was feeling him out the first 30 or 40 minutes I know I know but we got to some great shit, didn't we? What a fucking interesting character. Uh, Sabbath Essentials. Pure, natural, small batch. Bio-appropriate beauty care products created with love to give you Sabbath uh, your soul needs. I just picture Mrs. Burns bottling this stuff, like singing hymns and shit. Hymns? I don't know which one of these bottles it is, but my wife sprays some of the stuff on my boys. I don't know what it is. I think this is like hippie christian shit i think this is like stuff my sister would use like like my nephews would get injured and my 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 wife would put um um hormone support products my wife would put uh my wife my sister would my my nephews would get injured and my wife would like shit that normal people take their kids to the hospital for and my sister would put like lavender under their ear or some shit i think that's what this is like using um products that Pfizer's terrified of you finding out actually work to heal, heal you. Daily toner. Oh, maybe that's what she sprays on my kids. Use after daily cleanse. This toner is meant to cleanse the pores of any additional dirt that might still remain. Alcohol-free. Sabbath toners are formulated with frankincense. Yeah, I knew it. That's Christian shit, right? Willow bark extract. Tremelia infused MCT. Yeah, my wife and uh, this is how my wife and, and my sister take care of people. Stuff like this. I'll hear my wife be like, open your mouth, put this behind your tongue, shit like that. Beautiful bottle. Great website. Congratulations. Anyway, thank you. I, I uh, crazy. I appreciate it. Um, Deion Sanders. No, I need to get back down here and beat uh someone's ass, uh, Heidi's ass a little bit. What the fuck? Clock. The Roman show is rough. I'm still not sure what to make of it. All rough, dude. That show was amazing. That show was amazing. I, when he's talking Russian, do something else. Cut your fingernails. Clean your toenails. Take some work on your breathing. Count your breaths. I don't know. I, I don't think it was rough at all. I thought it was fucking... I thought it was brilliant interviewing. Um, Maybe may tedious. Uh, I did like what uh, um, Hiller said. It was it was underwhelming. 
but I thought it was 45 minutes of good shit. I loved uh, that I gave um, uh, the Lone Ranger and Tonto new nicknames. That was fucking good shit. I was I was so impressed by that. I was like, yeah, look at it. I just gave fucking Shawnee a, a nickname. He's now the Lone Ranger. That was fucking brilliant. And his sidekick, Tonto. Uh, Amanda Stack, I think Roman came off sounding like a crybaby. I think he looks like a turtle. And tur- I don't know if turtles cry. I want to see if Ad- I want to see if Adler's coming on tonight. Let me see what the fuck's going on over here. Wow, ex Wikipedia founder says uh, site was hacked by U.S. intelligence. Holy shit! Uh, where what was I doing just now? Oh, uh, Adler, Jeffrey Adler. Let's see if Adler has anything to say, add to the uh, conversation. Uh, Would love to have short chat tonight if you're up for it. Over a sparkling water, over a sparkling water. Okay. Uh. Now back to Heidi. Are you okay, Sevy? Yeah, 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 I'm good. Fuck, I'm good. I was just chilling, just chilling, just listening to the dude, just meeting a dude. I, I know it wasn't like he didn't have big old push-up titties or we didn't just jump right into the suicide. I know yesterday we had to deal with the translator. I wasn't fed up with the, with the chat. I wasn't even looking at the chat. Trish, Trish the dish. A dildo, the disappointed Armenian dad frown. You shut it. Take that dildo and just put it up some random dude's ass. Yeah, there we go. Uh, he's not even reading the chat. He didn't even mention Matt's donation, says Heidi Kroon, author of two children's books that can be found over at Amazon. Oh, that's a great question. Were you ever a child and what was it like? Yeah. No. The answer is no. Fuck. Crazy, huh? Oh, Daniel, you scumbag. Daniel wants to bring up shopping carts. I hope you drop that fucking cement ball on your toe. Here we go. Uh, okay, now we're going to get more current in the chat. I've fucking stroked you guys enough. Here we go. Uh, Kyle Landis, you were Googling do turtles cry. Good point. I don't even want to know what the fuck you were laughing at, David. Okay, Patrick Clark, finally. Someone who's going to add something of value. Uh, Dude, that might have been the best Roman uh, interview ever, especially for as long as it was going through an interpreter. I've interviewed him twice, and this was better than that. Thank you. I appreciate it. I I, I was fucking so happy. Like, people, thank you, Patrick. People were bringing their own shit to it. It's like being on a date with a girl, and all you want to do is get her top off, and you're just like, yo, chill. Chill. It'll be so much better once we chat with her a, a little bit before we see the boobies. The boobies. Like, just chill. Everyone chill. I thought it was good too. We learned about his foot. <clears throat> we learned about Rogue. 
People got new nicknames on the show. It was a great show. Okay, here we go. Fucking clock. Funny, uh, someone, uh, Greg mentioned your name and Eaton Beaver's name a couple days ago. He thinks your names are hilarious. Uh, dude, it was rough for two reasons. One, Roman just went on and on in Russian. Two, and when it was finally translated, we didn't get any, any, get any all that clear from Roman about what he was doing. Well, fuck, I can't argue that. That I, I don't think it was rough, but, but everything you're saying is also accurate. I don't know. I, I'm, I mean, that's a draw. You don't win and I don't win. Round, round three between me and you, Clock, for the victory. That one, I'll give it a draw. You're right. I don't. You're right. Can't you, can't you like have like a Rubik's cube or, um, or when he's talking in Russian, just be staring at your Travis Bajant, um, or no, sorry, you're a wad zombie, um, Colton Merton's card and just like looking at his crotch and be like, I wonder, can I see a bulge in there? Like, what do I see? I mean, can't, can't you, do, you know what I mean? Like he's talking Russian. Like we, we got it. We we're chill. We're chilling. And anyway, at the end of the day, who cares? The numbers were Fucking crazy on that show. Absolutely nuts. Higher than the Mal O'Brien show. Not when she was on, but when we talked about her. What, what did she do? Did she, what, what, um, she did something that made for a big show. Oh, she pulled out of the games. I liked what um I liked what Hiller was doing um he had that that the his phone up to the audio and was tr- and, and was translating right that was kind of cool like trying to figure out the um the translation shit how about the fact that that guy lives a few minutes from um from Newport. Sarah keeps saying I should move down there and I could be getting all sorts of these people live in my studio. And I, she's right, right? I mean, that dude that dude could have just come down. If I lived down there, she, he could have just come down into the studio. John David Taylor. Is it only about the numbers? You passive-aggressive D-bag. That's like asking me uh, if the success, if, if, if you can tell how successful an airline is by how much fuel it uses, all we have to do is go out into the fuel yard and start burning fuel. You know it's not just all about the numbers, you dickhead. That's not a way you talk to a friend. Are you friends with me or not? Um, Sevon, I think we need Caroline from the chat on the show. I know. Wouldn't that be cool? She seems pretty cool. It, it only get, but here's the problem. It only gets, um, it only gets worse as you meet people. You don't want to meet anyone. It only very rarely does it get better. Like no, no one, no one met me at the games and was like, oh my God, he's so much cooler in person. He's so much taller in person. No, it, it, it would only got like, Mrr. oh, he's so much younger looking in person. Nope. I'm not younger looking in person. I'm not taller. I'm not nicer. I'm not, um, I smell worse. Um, yeah, see, look, she knows. Yeah, I'd fuck it up. I mean, look how sweet. Look at her, her shirt. She has her hands behind her back. She's all like, she's adorable. Yeah, you don't want to, um, 
Yeah, Sean Lennerman, I'm way cooler on the internet for sure. Yeah, me too. I there's nothing cool about me in person. Okay, round three, me and clock. Clock says chat carried the show last night. No. Nope. Not true. Not true. Not true. I carried the show. Well, it's not just, I, I measure it. I'm excited about the numbers. It's funny. I like the numbers. I like it that um, this show has 100. Well, I also like this because YouTube's clearly trying to throttle me back. I, I don't know if you guys know what impressions are, but for those of you who don't understand what impressions are, I'll explain it once like this. Uh, when you go to YouTube, you go to your homepage, you know how there's like, bunch of shit over here they're saying think you should watch and then there's a bunch of shit running down the side they think you should watch those are impressions right they're just it's not like tv where you're like okay these are my 15 channels this is what i should watch it's just it's just a smattering of shit that flies up onto your youtube right onto your youtube screen and then you get to choose what you want to watch each one of those things is called an impression and all of us creators on youtube want it's not like a channel we don't get to stay up there we want youtube to give us impressions on other people's pages so that we can be put in front of an audience, right? Because that's why we're making shit, right? Well, the impressions on my YouTube channel, the Sevon Podcast, dropped by four-fifths from August 1st to August 30th. So, uh, 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 so it's like going from 100,000 impressions to 20,000 impressions. Oh, I am who mailed. Uh, yeah, I figured it out. I'm who emailed about Marshall Davis. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to get Marshall on. I responded to the email. I don't know if you saw that. I like the KDB. Oh, congratulations. Uh, if, if you want to get rid of that belly, you can get on Ozempic. Ozempic. Uh, the translator should have kept the conversation on track better. Katie, I thought she did a great job. Like people in the comment, she's not, that's the thing too. She's not just a translator. Someone in the YouTube comments said, hey, the the we, the translator should keep her feelings to herself. I don't agree. She's part of the story. She's been with them like for four years. I Sometimes I think other people shouldn't bring so much of their shit. I know. I was joking. That was a joke. I know. Thank you though, Jake. Um, I, um. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I do know. I, 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 I do know actually. I, I'm okay with the commentator. Let me, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up some of these comments. There's some dildos. Holy shit. Now there's 71 comments. My God. Um, what is this? How do I, uh, newest first, um, Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty good balanced. It's pretty good balanced. Some of this seems petty. Roman is fine with tra uh, trash talking in a banter way. Uh, perhaps next time you use a timer, 30 minutes, and then translate before continuing. Um, 
Adler's strategy didn't work. It was just weird. Um, Lone Ranger and Tonto, brilliant. Is Hiller popping some of the Mrs. Meds? I thought Hiller seemed fine yesterday. I don't think Jeff had bad intentions. Oh, Katie Gannon. I get it. If he retaliates, he's an asshole. I don't think he's complaining as much as sharing both sides and asking for fair expectations. Yeah. I, yeah. Actually, these comments are pretty good. Oh, here it is. The translator needs to translate, not give her opinions. Yeah, I don't agree. Because she, she's not just a translator. Um, I really like Roman's demeanor. Seems to be a cool guy all around. A great athlete. Great interview. Andrew's facial expressions make it. Rosa, Hart, Roman, yay. Someone to resume, please. I don't know what that means. Russians being very Russian. I love how we're having an opportunity to hear from Roman. Oh, yeah, this is good. Oh, this could have been a five-minute interview, but I guess that doesn't make ad revenue. Fuck off. Also, nice to see Sevon still making creepy, unnecessary comments to women. Go fuck yourself. It takes me back to the old behind-the-scenes of the CrossFit Games. Douchebag. Caller, hi. Good morning, Mr. Matazzi, and it's Olson dude, Master Matt Olson. How hey, hi. Good, good. Just uh, okay. reading YouTube Wrapping up. I know you're wrapping up. Okay. Wrap, wrapping up. I know you're wrapping up. I want to jump in real quick on your... I just listened to about an hour of the podcast, Roman. Oh, Here's okay. a perspective from a father. Okay. From a leader. From someone who understands not at that high level of competition because I'm not there, right? I, we... We don't know what it's like it, it to be the 0.1.1.1 of a percent of anything. But when Roman is explaining something in translation, I think as Americans, we have this pride about who we are. And by the way, you know, I served. I, I love this country so much. But I think he really enjoys being here and being in the culture of CrossFit. And that's what's embodied so much of this sport, which is a community and a sport. It's like a, it's a it's a big mix. So for me, I really respected what he said and everybody, I, I, I saw your Romans rant and I'm like, Oh, let's what happened. I don't even know what happened, but here's what I would say. Everybody has a perspective. Everybody has a voice online and he expresses himself and everybody just jumps on him. I don't understand this, you know, uh, aggression towards always oh, a sore loser or he's a bad sportsman. He just expressed himself. He didn't even have anger when he was talking to you. He had a smile on his face the whole time. Word. having this conversation of just being blasted. So yep. that's my two cents. You know, I just, I, I thought you did a great job. Why I heard other people just say, Oh man, this rant, it makes him look bad. I don't think it made him look bad. Anybody who really listens to what you had an open conversation, a long dialogue conversation from a post that if you read it for 30 seconds, it, it's, you take a perspective on it. So great job. Appreciate hey, your work. Do you think he does look like a turtle out of a shell? <laughs> Listen, if there ever was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, that I would like to look like, it's Roman Krennikov. He's a good dude. I'm I'm so pumped for his future. I, I'm 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 a I'm a Roman fan. Um, and even what he said about the uh, the athletes, you know, the um, adapted athletes, take that into consideration. Like 
That was completely he, over my head. Listen, that part was completely over. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Listen, I like to look at adaptive athletes because it's fucking just bizarre. The same reason I just. So so I'm not like. I get it. Yeah. So it's like a circus trick to me. Yeah. I know. I I and you know what's crazy is I respect that opinion. Yeah. And that's oh, what I you. love about your podcast. Thank you. Perspective, perspective, yeah. perspective. Have I, a blessed day, brother. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. I, I don't know. I thought that was a PR move. I don't know. I can't, can't relate to that. I'm not, I'm not going to watch Stacey Acre if he has fucking both uh, forearms. Sorry. I'm not. Not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, um, that dude, Thor, that strong man, dude. I'm not, if he, if he wasn't, Eight foot twelve. I'm not. I'm not interested in watching him. Like, I, I'm just not. I. I, I like. I. I, I want to watch like just shit that I can't kind of get my head wrapped around. I like interesting shit. That's why more people want to look at the tallest mountain in the world than the than the than a hill. I think it's perfect. I. Yeah. I don't know. I. I couldn't relate to that. It didn't get any points with me. The whole. I saw Jedediah Snelson. I reposted something Jedediah put up. Jedediah would like like that part too. God, I hope I don't have to like lose a leg or something to be like to learn a lesson here and be like, oh yeah, I get it. That would suck. Oh my God, Dream Rare and Vivek. <clears throat> I do have some thoughts about that. I do have some thoughts about that. You want to hear what they are? You ready, Eric? So great interview. Uh, much love to both of them. Uh, Vivek was amazing. Dream Rare was amazing. Here's the part I did not like. And, and I'm going to try to get Dream Rare on to ask him. <clears throat> but if I say to you, um, if I say to you, hey, I saw you climb up into my wife's, uh, or, or I saw you climb up into my girlfriend's bedroom window the other night. Are you fucking her? Because that's what Dream Rare was doing, right? He'd be like, hey, Vivek, I saw you climb up into my girlfriend's window the other night. Are you fucking her? And Vivek would say, uh, you damn well know that your girlfriend wasn't home because she was out with you. And you know that the only way to get to my girlfriend's room is through your girlfriend's room because they're sisters. So I had to climb up through her window to get to her sister's room. And that's what I was doing. And I've been doing that for years. And you know that. And then Dream Rare would just go to the next question. And I just didn't <clears throat> like that. I didn't feel like Dream Rare did enough of like good point. Like he just quickly moved on to the next thing. I felt like Vivek was um, responding and that in the dialogue that makes us humans and gives civility to the conversation, you need to when, when you're trying to checkmate someone and they like 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 I just did with clock. So when someone tries to checkmate you and um, and they don't I, I, in a conversation, you start to show if you don't acknowledge that, then you start to show your angle that really all you're trying to do is checkmate them. And it's like I felt like Dream Rare was really running the line of wanting to play checkmate with them versus just searching for the truth. And there is a distinction. And that was the only part, but fuck, I thought they were both amazing. I give them both a 10. Uh, I can't keep up with Vivek. He's all over the place. I guess that's good. I'm going to get uh, Dream Rare on, if that's who you're talking about. No, I don't think so. Sean Lenderman, Vivek is big pharma snake in the grass. He owns a pharmaceutical company, and people are seriously like, here's our hero. Hey, check out um, 
check out uh check out the interview with um Dream Rare. They get into it. Uh yeah, that's true. He uh he was very leading, very limited time. If X team gave him hard cutoff time and he was rushing. Yeah, that's fair. And and and, and that's why you gotta give Dream Rare uh, he, he, you're what you're saying is is he didn't have time for those um those nuances of social conduct or uh salutations or yeah I, I I think you're you're right you're probably more right I'm sensitive to that <clears throat> I'd vote for uh, Vivek if I didn't live in California D dude he's gonna run for president you can vote for him. Thank you, Mr. Vice. Yeah, I'm vote. I, I'm probably I'm either I'm the, the only two people I can see voting for right now are Trump or Vivek. Those are the only two. I, I think Nikki Haley's the fucking wackadoodle, just a politician avoiding answering questions. Same with Pence. Biden's semi-retarded. RFK, I would vote for him, um, but but I mean he's still he's still a fucking climate psycho. He's not he's not he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't follow the science. He, he's not grounded in reality. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Are there any other Democrats running that are good? Um, definitely not Gavin Newsom. Anyone who's hurting kids. Uh, openly hurting kids I cannot get my vote I don't I don't I don't think Trump's a piece of shit I'm not like hey I'm voting for Trump because uh, he's the they're all pieces of shit I don't think that I, I really liked Vivek's stand his explanation of how there's different modes human beings have when you're in your self-interest mode versus service mode and when you have someone who's in office for fucking 20 years, they start getting their self-interest conflated with their service. And that's why you get the corrupt shit like the Bidens. Uh, Cave Dastro, Vivek is either a great candidate or the greatest actor of all time. Uh, Mike Poolboy, California votes for me thanks to the insane-ass electoral college system. If The thing is, one of the ways to think of it is, is if you see... Um, if you see... It's kind of this easy. If you see a man molesting a child and another man um, yelling at the child, uh, yelling at the man and the, uh, to to stop. Hey, you, you, so you see one man molesting a kid and then another man over here yelling at him, stop, stop, stop. And you have one bullet in your gun. And someone's like, hey, you have to choose one to shoot. You shoot the guy who's molesting the child. That's basically how I view in the most simplistic sense. That's how I kind of view what's going on in this country right now. Of a whole fucking group of people who are fucking hurting kids, who are not making choices in the best interests of kids. And then we have some people over here being like, yo, what's up? Stop that shit. And I don't even, I don't, I'm not talking to the extreme of like kidnappings and 
all the the the, the wild shit that, that people say is going on. I'm just talking about like the most basic stuff of like having pornography in the in the libraries, um, uh, letting the state take uh, anyone who thinks it's even remotely okay for the state to take your kid away and simultaneously put them through a, a, a sex change. This is like out of some weird movie. I'm texting. Um, Uh, Eric Utley, I've never even heard of Vivek until this year. Like he appeared out of nowhere and is saying what everyone wants to hear. I don't know if he's just saying, he's the only one saying anything. It doesn't even matter if it's what you want to hear. He's the only one who's saying anything. Uh, what do you think about climate change? And he's like, it's a hoax and it's a wet blanket on the economy. And fucking the other candidates are like, we need clean water and clean air. That's like, doesn't say anything. That's, you're not saying anything. You've not expressed... There's no one who doesn't agree with you that we want clean water and clean air. I'm not I'm looking not looking for someone to just fucking give me this dumbass statement to uh that's the lowest common denominator. I don't I don't have an in, I don't have an issue with the fact that Vivek believes in God and that thinks God is important. I I I love that. I know that there's no such thing as the fucking United States of America. And yet I'm more than willing to play in the delusion of it, making it a reality. If it means making a better place for, for, for us to live. It's the same as the red light thing. I talk about all the time. I'm, I know red doesn't mean stop. I'm more than happy to accommodate that so that we can all use the roads at the same time. I get it. So we don't have accidents. I'm fine with the God thing. I'm fine with the, with the uh, United States thing, I can totally fake both of those things uh, perfectly. I'll even, I'll even probably end up believing some of that shit. Country first, God first, so that my family has a fucking health, health, healthy and safe place to live. And for those people who can't distinguish between reality and non-reality, that means they're fucking crazy, right? Those people who actually think money actually has value. Or that they don't understand the difference between gravity and the phenomenon of gravity. That's okay. Good. I hope they're – I need to keep those idiots also who don't know the difference between their inside thoughts and the outside world. I need to keep them in a certain uh, safe place too. And so if, if that means keep making them proud to be Americans and believe in God, fuck, more power to me. You're in the uh, everything is a social construct camp? No, not everything. My apple tree is not a fucking social construct. My apple tree is like, it's there. You can come over and have one. Uh, no, you can't. But it's, I'm telling you, it's here. Thank you.
There's just actually things we created. USA is land on on this on the side of the yeah imaginary things. By created, you mean imaginary. Like creating a house is not imaginary. But yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I like that. I'm good with that. USA is land on the side of the planet. I don't know if it's on the side. It's all sides. All the planet has its sides. But but I'm with you. USA is on the planet that we we currently call by the name of United States of America. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's it. And if some other people want to believe it's like real as fuck and we need to defend it and blah, good. I'm with those people. Let's go. McConnell's such a trip, right, Clock? Mitch McConnell, what a, what a, I want to show my kids some video of him and see how they process him. He's like a fucking Halloween character. I swear to God, he should, he should, uh, um, he should be at the uh, haunted house. Uh, A woman is uh, a word that signifies, uh, uh, a creature that walks the planet that has tits and a vagina and smells like honey and has no interest in me. That's a woman. Yeah, it looks like he's melting. Mitch McConnell's a trip. What a fucking trip. Yeah, that's a great... It looks like he's melting. He is a trip. Uh, an adult human female. I like that for a woman, yeah. And then that's like got she got like fallopian tubes and a vagina. What about the one point there, the zero 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 one percent that doesn't have fallopian tubes? I don't know. What about a woman when she has her fallopian tubes taken out of her? She's still a woman. I don't know. I'm not worried about that. New card is up for Wad Zombie. What the fuck is going on over here? How come I didn't get one? It said, uh, by the way, the website is Mint Trading Cards, M-I-N-T Trading Cards. And I'm going to the trading cards now. Oh, shit. Look at that. Oh, I was listening to the Lone Ranger and Tonto show yesterday, and they uh, said that um, James Sprague got uh, engaged. Too young, James. Too young, James. Too young. I'm telling you. Uh, Sprague is such a vibrant vibrant figure and has been in the fight for a while. It may surprise some to realize 2023 will be his rookie appearance as an individual at the CrossFit Games. He has Teenage Games finishes. A fourth, fifth to his name and came as close as anyone can to come to qualifying in 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2022. My CD was skipping. Uh, If you get these cards, you don't want this stand. You want the, um, the stand that I have Alexis Raptus in. Look at, you want this stand. Can you guys hear my mouth? See this stand? You want this stand. And then it's so nice. Wild Zombie, send me 20 of these. Or give me a link on Amazon where I can get 20 of these. I need I need for all my cards. Because I don't even use my stands. I just have my cards down on my table now. Anyway. 
I wonder, I wonder, uh, the Lone Ranger and Tonto. I wonder how, um, It, I, I, I watched their show. I, I mean, I've been watching the show a lot lately, but I watched their show yesterday on um, Roman to see what was going on. Yeah, even their show got a lot of views. 4,000. Wow, David Weed commented, Roman is a fucking crybaby. Jeez Louise. That's rough. All right. Um, Jorge Fernandez had to uh, reschedule. Alexis Rapt is rescheduled. What a fucking... Uh... Oh, tomorrow we have Jorge Ventura at 8 a.m. So from 7 to 8, it'll just be us. Then we have Jorge Ventura. Oh, and I guess we won't have him long. I got to take the boy skateboarding tomorrow. And then on Friday, it looks like we have Pamela Gagnon. That's the um, gymnastics guru, master, the master of gymnastics from Mayhem. No one Saturday, no one Sunday. Oh, Athena Perez on Sunday. Oh, that's what I wanted to, I need to tell you guys about. Uh, September 30th at Craig Howard's gym, a scale nation will be doing a seminar. Like we don't have enough people scheduled. I'm getting anxious about it. Um, attend a seminar. Oh, there it is. Okay, I'll be here at this event filming this event. Diablo CrossFit, Pleasant Hill, California, San Francisco. Then it looks like they're going to Brazil. Then it looks like they're going to oh, two in Brazil, then uh, to Oklahoma. Anyway, this one's going to be cool. This is a pretty uh, uh, Infamous gym in the CrossFit space. Diablo has been around a long time. I bet you it's now one of the top 100 gyms, original gyms um, in the world. Uh, Craig Howard will be there. Uh, big gym. I think they have like 600 members. Uh, Athena will be there. She'll be teaching this course, uh, which uh, is to work with large-bodied athletes. And um, I'll be there. Suze will be there. I don't know who else will be there. Uh, Amy West will be there. Uh for those of you who are aware of that uh, health space in CrossFit, she's a pretty big name in that space. She'll be there. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I'm really excited. And I don't get out of the house much either. By out of the house, I mean out of my town. So it's like 70 miles up the road from me. So I'm pretty stoked. Audrey, Pamela is my hero. Well, then you're going to love uh, Friday's show. Or or not like it. She's going to let you down. You're going to be like, oh, she didn't, she didn't talk so good. Or you're going to be like, man, she's brilliant. Oh, shit. Philip Kelly might be there. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, Philip is actually probably close to the same distance um, from Diablo further north than I am. So that would be like a meeting ground in the middle. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I bet you will be there. That'll be nice to see you again. All right. Um, that's it. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks for hanging in there today. Great conversation. Clock, thank you. Carolyn, thank you. Pool boy, Jake. Jake Chapman. Uh, Tonto gets off his horse and listens at the floor. He says, Buffalo, come. Lone Ranger says, wow, that's amazing. Can you hear them? How do you know? Tonto says, ear stuck to ground. I don't, I don't get it. 
I just know the Lone Ranger loves wearing a mask. He loves that Uncle Joe, Grandpa Joe, is having us wear masks again. He loves it. Uh, I got a great live call-in show queued up, too. I don't know when we're going to do it, but soon. All right, talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.